0: Hi, I'm Nicole Renee and I'm a big believer in the maxim that wellness is wealth I've spent over half my life teaching people to get truly well emotionally physically mentally through fitness self-care nutrition and mind-body practice I absolutely love entrepreneurs as well whether you are a secret entrepreneur who has an idea, but you're afraid to go out and implement it and make it a business, or if you already have a business and have taken that big jump and have made your idea into reality. So when I'm not teaching about wellness, I teach entrepreneurs how to actualize their practice in all its myriad ways as the linchpin to creativity, leadership, happiness, confidence, authenticity, which then leads them to a deeper purpose and the courage to go after it. Remember, you can have all the money, people, material things in the world, but if you don't have wellness, you don't have anything. Everything begins and ends with our wellness. You can lose it all and always begin again if you have it. So wellness is the true wealth. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Transcend Through Wellness, the podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Transcend Through Wellness. Um, I hope you're having a good end to your weekend. It's Sunday when I'm recording this, and I'm actually just finishing up a move out of Marin County, and I'm staying temporarily in Santa Cruz with friends, which is always a nice little vacation for me. I grew up in Santa Cruz area, went to high school and college here, and so coming back always feels like a second home, and. It's always like a little respite for me to be by the ocean again, and I'm feeling more and more during this time in my life that it's time to move back to the beach, whether that's Santa Cruz or in Southern California somewhere, but it's going to be by the ocean again, and it, it won't be my, you know, last time. I've lived by the beach lots of times in my life, but for the last seven and a half years, we've lived in Marin County, and I guess you could argue it's by the beach, but it's not really. It's by the San Francisco Bay. And really, the beach is a 45 minute drive. So I'm enjoying my little uh, 10 day stay in Santa Cruz. And as I'm recording this, I'm watching the most beautiful sunset. And it's really um, a day where I have to um, spend time looking at what's good. I'm having one of those days where everything seems to be going in the direction that I don't want it to go. And it seems that you know quote bad unquote things keep happening to me and I can't even catch a breath and things are overwhelming and very destabilized right now and in the midst of it all I have to notice what's good and what's good is that there is a beautiful sunset over the ocean right now and that I have very good friends and family who love me deeply and there are blessings even within the crazy storm that I find myself in all the time And it's one that I did not create, but it is one that I'm in. Anyway, this is all leading up to my yoga story. And I feel compelled to tell it because yoga changed my life. And, um, you know, people say that all the time. You know, if you run around talking to people and people who practice, often they will say that. So why do you practice yoga? Well, it changed my life. It, you know, helped me with my bad back or it helped me feel better. I was depressed. It helped me feel less anxious. Um, I developed more flexibility and strength so then my sports got better and I always thought I couldn't surf, but after doing yoga, I was such a better surfer. So it changed my life or I have horrible knees and it helped me with my knees or my neck always hurt. You know, you hear a hundred million stories about how yoga changed my life and that's why people practice. And for me, it, it was a little different beginning. I actually started my yoga practice when I was 18 years old. Or maybe 19 years old and it was an elective that I took at a junior college in Aptos and you could take beginning Hatha yoga as your physical education elective and I took it with my very good friend Beth at that time and I really loved it and this was like in a community center it was very gentle stretching very gentle yoga a lot of visualization and meditation and I just fell in love I was so relaxed. It felt really good. I'm an A-type personality and carry a lot of stress and um, I'm always like 25 steps ahead. And it's been the criticism since I was five years old. You know, Nicole could be such a great student and she really could do so much, but she just rushes so much that she she misses things because she's always rushing and planning ahead. So yoga was like the perfect antidote to that for me, being a busy College student at 19 years old. And so that was the beginning in a community center. And then time went by, and I don't know that I practiced all that much. My next memory of really getting into yoga was doing some yoga classes when I was in France with my family on vacation and then writing a paper about it for college. And then again, a little bit of a gap and not so much practice. And then the real change came where I became extremely dedicated. Was when I moved to San Diego, and I moved to San Diego when I was 28 years old, and I don't know what year that was. I can't do math in my head like that, but I'm. It was over over 20 years ago today, and so um, I was 28, and a good friend of mine from Hawaii was there, and we had spent some time together and as he was leaving he told me that he had attended this Bikram yoga teacher training and that it totally changed his life and I knew him to be you know kind of a he had a girlfriend a girlfriend in Hawaii but he was you know total player and um, kind of casual in his relationships and and seemed to be very flighty and flirtatious even though he was committed and I knew he surfed a lot um, and that's really all I, I knew about him but he said that the yoga had changed his life and that if I really wanted to try a yoga class that was so incredible and would make me feel better and so good for my body and he was trying to explain it to me that I really should try Bikram yoga and I thought okay you know like I'm game I just moved to La Jolla I really didn't know a lot of people and I'd always loved yoga and I thought I'll just give this a shot. So remember, 28, the only yoga I've ever really done is Hatha yoga, which is done in a non-heated room. It's very relaxing, very gentle, a lot of meditation typically. Um, so I walked into the Bikram yoga studio wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt thinking, okay, well, I'm ready for my yoga class. And I remember being in the bathroom and these girls came in the bathroom and they looked at me and were are like, is that what you're wearing for class? And I said, yeah, and they both started laughing, and then they left the bathroom, and I just thought, that's weird, and then I understood, because the moment I opened the door to the yoga room, I was hit with such a huge blast of 102 degree heat, like I'd walked into a furnace, that I now understood why they were laughing because sweats in a t-shirt is not what you wear to a Bikram yoga class. But I didn't know that. Nobody told me, not even the front desk person. Even as I said, I'm new and I want to do the intro offer. Nobody said, is that what you're wearing? You know, I was given no pointers at all. Um, but I went into the class. It was hot as a furnace. Like I said, I felt like I'd walked into an oven and you know, I did that class in those sweatpants and that t-shirt and I almost died. I felt like I was going to die so many times in that 90-minute class. And that's what Bikram Yoga is, for those of you who don't know. It's a 90-minute practice done in 100 to 105-degree heat with humidity. It's two breathing exercises and 26 postures, and it's done in the same sequence every single time. I knew none of that. I went in there totally blind. I didn't the front desk didn't say anything. Nobody told me anything. I was not given any kind of tour of the place. Nobody said, "Do you have any water?" I mean, I was just totally blind going in there. But it was trial by fire. I got thrown into the deep end of the pool and you know, today I looking back, I pat my 28-year-old self on the back because I finished that class in sweats in a t-shirt with no water bottle. And if you've done it, you know that that's hard to do. So, I remember sitting in the car afterwards, blasting some, some song that I loved at that time and feeling so euphoric. Like it was such an incredible feeling. It was so hard and so difficult and so hot and so much suffering. And I loved it. I loved the way I felt afterwards. I felt like I had just ran 25 miles and like easily. That's the euphoria that I felt afterwards. And I became addicted. You know, I not only did their 30 days for $30, but then I signed up for their class packs and their membership, and I used to go four to five times a week. And I I got, you know, over time, I I started out totally inflexible. I couldn't touch my toes. You know, a lot of the postures were not available to me. I was very um, unflexible, very tight. Um, Even as a child, I've been kind of unflexible as a child, so flexibility was hard for me. I'm stronger than, I'm more strong than I am flexible, so the flexibility piece was very difficult for me. And yet it's one of these things that the more you practice, the more flexible you become. The more you practice, the more the postures start to integrate within you. The more you practice, the more your breathing becomes in tune with your postures and your heart doesn't feel like it's going to come right out of your chest. The more you, po- the more you practice, the less water you need to drink. The more relaxed you can stay throughout the entire practice, even even though it's so cardiovascular, even though you're dripping sweat, even though it's 105 degrees in the room and it's 90 minutes. So it's, it's an interesting thing because each time you practice, it builds upon it itself, and your endurance gets so much better. Your lung capacity gets so much better. Your body adapts to the heat. So you no longer feel it the same way you did when you were new. And like I said, the postures become easier and easier and easier. And why? Because you practice them and your body adapts to it and gets stronger and more flexible and now you can hold the posture a lot longer you can stay in the posture without falling out the postures you could never do you now can do them and i'm not saying this happens overnight because it doesn't it takes months and for some of us it takes over a year before we start to see progress or change but it's just like anything else in life it's practice 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 And notice the little percentage growth, the little percentage difference. It doesn't happen overnight. 100% change never happens overnight. It's always incremental change over time. And this practice is exactly that. So it was such a great metaphor for life for me at that time. And I went all the time. My friends at that time would say that I was like an addict because I set up my whole day just to make the 4.30 p.m. practice, which meant making sure I had a frozen water bottle and yoga clothes and a change of clothes and a towel and a mat and an extra water bottle and driving to the studio and then after class time for shower. So altogether, that 90 minutes was really like two and a half hours by the time I was done. And I would set up my entire day in order for that class to happen. That's how important it was to me. And as time went on, I got to know all the teachers. I created a community while I was there because you do get to know the people you practice with over and over and over again, and you find the people that love it as much as you do. And it did change my life. I became a completely different human being. I ate differently, I slept differently, I felt differently, I was less reactive. I was uh, more emotionally stable, I was able to handle stress better, obviously my athletic ability improved quite a bit because of my endurance was being trained in that class. It was also teaching me discipline and commitment and this unrelenting spirit of never giving up, like never give up and it's never too late and you can always try again tomorrow. So Bikram always says he's famous for his dialogue, which is something that you have to memorize when you become a teacher. And it's all the postures and the breathing exercises. But within that dialogue, there's a lot of wisdom. And he used to say, and I'll always remember this, that it's never too late. You're never too old. It's never too, you know, there's never, it's never not enough time to rebuild from scratch again. And he used to say that over and over and over again. And even in the postures, when you'd want to give up, he said, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, hold a little longer, stay right there, don't give up, stay, 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 and then release. And what's interesting is that he was talking about the posture, but really mentally, he was preparing you for life, because life will throw you stuff where you're going to want to give up, where you're going to want to stop. And You remember the words in your head of just stay a little longer, just try a little harder, just don't give up, put one foot in front of the other. When you want to give up, that's when you keep pushing. Not to hurt yourself, but we do get in our own way so much. And in that class, I really learned about the power of staying the course, incremental change, patience, commitment, um, relentless pursuit. Um, a one point of focus because you have to in this practice you are looking at yourself in the mirror and there is no lying to yourself when you look in the mirror for 90 minutes four or five times a day whatever you think you're hiding from yourself whatever you think you're hiding from others that all drops away because when you stare at yourself for 90 minutes in the in the mirror doing these postures listening to the teacher trying so hard dripping sweat your heart's beating super, super fast, you're trying to control your breathing, you're trying to stay in the posture, you're trying to listen to what the teacher says, all of those falsehoods drop away. And it's just you right there. And that strips away a lot of insecurity, and a lot of false belief systems that we like to hold and so the class was more than just the class it, it always is yoga isn't just physical practice it's so much more than, than that but we have to say it's physical practice and talk about what it does for your body in order to get the western people that's the western part of the of the world to come to the class to understand this other spiritual dimension that comes to you as a byproduct of the practice because if you lead with the spiritual dimension western people will not come to the class but if you lead with you'll have a toned body you'll have better muscle definition you'll look better in a bathing suit you know you'll sleep better eat better feel better all those things they're like okay you'll Heal your broken back. You'll heal your neck. You'll heal your um, knees that are bothering you. You'll be able to cycle better. You know, that's what gets the Western population into the class. That's how you sell yoga in the United States and the Western part of the world. But I'm here to tell you that that spiritual um, fitness and wellness is this crazy byproduct of that practice. And it's what's not talked about, but it's what happens within the container of that class. And it becomes so much more than just doing standing bow, than just doing triangle pose, than just doing pranayama breathing, deep breathing, right? It's, there's so much embodied in the practice that is not talked about and you can't actually know unless you, unless you do it, unless you practice. So when people say yoga changed my life, that's what they're talking about. They may be talking about some of the physical benefits that come from the yoga, but they are absolutely talking about the spiritual dimension of how it changes you from a person who doesn't believe in themselves to a person who does to an uncommitted, procrastinating person, to a person who is completely committed and never gives up, to a person who's distracted all the time, that can't finish goals, that never achieves anything, to somebody who has one point of focus and will always achieve what they go after. And that's the part they don't talk about. But it's I can absolutely tell you that's what it did for me, and that's why I became so passionate about Bikram Yoga. And so for three or four years, I practiced four or five times a day, I left La Jolla, that's where I started, and then I ended up moving to New York and I managed the Bikram Yoga Studios in um, Soho and the Upper East Side and Flatiron and a bunch of other locations and they were owned by uh, these very successful women who had them and I started out doing work exchange so I could have free yoga and within like a month I was promoted to a manager and I was a paid position and I did um, management for them for three and a half months And from there, I moved to San Francisco, and then I did work exchange and got free yoga that way. I had a full-time job in San Francisco, so I never worked in the yoga studio, but I did work exchange for a little while and met a bunch of San Francisco people who did yoga. I ended up getting my first apartment with a, a woman I met at the yoga studio who let me know about this great apartment in the marina. And so, so much good came out of that Bikram yoga practice. And when I was in San Francisco, I was referred to Mary. And Mary is one of the original Bikram uh, students and teachers and is an incredible human being and teacher. And she taught me so much more than the yoga. And so for over a year and a half, I practiced with Mary at what was then called Global Yoga on Chestnut Street in San Francisco. And she single-handedly changed my practice. Where I was sloppy, where I was cutting corners, where you know I've been practicing a long time, she would tighten up my practice. She would give me adjustments and give me feedback so that I would um, do the postures more correctly and get more benefit out of them. Because you can always get more benefit every single time you come you know there's always benefit you never you never feel bad leaving your yoga class the hardest part is getting to class but once you're done you always feel so much better than when you walked in the front door so even if you spent half the time laying on your mat not doing anything you always feel better than you did when you walked in the front door and so she was very critical for me because I was more advanced at that time and I developed some bad habits and she was correcting them and helping me do advanced postures And she ultimately was the one who recommended that I become a teacher. And so to become a Bikram yoga teacher, you need a senior teacher to recommend you and write a letter and say why they think you should go to the training. And she's the one that did that for me. And so what I did, I became a Bikram yoga teacher. And I saved money and worked three jobs and ended up flying down to Los Angeles and staying with friends and attending a three-month training in the spring of 2005 and I attended a training with 300 people in a very hot room off La Cienega Boulevard in Los Angeles with Bikram Chowdhury himself, his wife Rajasri Emmy, which is one of his senior teachers who was in her 70s at the time, my original teacher from La Jolla, and several other senior Bikram teachers. And me and 300 other students went through a grueling twice-a-day yoga practice plus memorizing of the dialogue for three months. So 90 minutes twice a day, every day except for Sunday, plus memorization and posture clinics. So we'd be in this huge studio at 8 a.m. every day, and we wouldn't leave until 10 o'clock at night. And that was my life for five days, six days a week, um, except for Sundays for three months down there. And in the end, I did graduate, I did memorize it, and I did become a Bikram teacher. I like to tell that story because a lot of the trainings after uh, 2005 were not taught on at the La Cienega studio there's been a lot of drama in the Bikram world and I don't exactly remember why he moved it but he did and he started having his trainings in hotels and all over the world and and now he's in you know teaching internationally and does not have a studio in LA anymore but I became a teacher during the time that he was in LA when he was teaching there when he did have the home studio and I I truthfully had a really wonderful experience for the most part. I didn't get caught up in the drama. I really loved the training. I loved learning the yoga. I loved learning the dialogue. I really felt like I was doing what I was meant to be doing. It felt like a calling. It didn't feel like work to me. It felt like I was born to do this. And after the training, I flew to Maui and taught for a month and a half in Maui. And then after that, I came to Santa Rosa wine country and I worked at a Bikram studio in downtown Santa Rosa for a man named Bill for about eight or nine months and um, really became a better teacher because that was my beginning teaching job and within eight or nine months I decided I wanted to move to Marin and I ended up teaching in Mill Valley at Red Dragon Yoga and that was wonderful and I grew and grew and grew as a teacher and I really enjoyed it and the more I taught the more I learned The more i learned the more i practiced and the teaching is an interesting thing because you think that you're up there teaching all of these students but really they're teaching you you're getting a lot of feedback from your students when you teach and it helps you become a better teacher and so we're it's like this incredible energy exchange between teachers and students and i almost always used to say that even if i wasn't being paid for this i would do this it never was work for me i always loved it i always enjoyed it teaching class was just fun and I enjoyed taking there as well there's a lot of things that happened between my job at Red Dragon Yoga and Mill Valley that I won't go into in this episode because they're personal and it'll probably be covered in another episode but let's just say that life moved me up to the Bay Area where I'm from originally in the Los Gatos area and I when I was pregnant with my my daughter Giselle I started teaching in San Jose for a wonderful woman named Michelle. And she still owns Bikram Yoga San Jose to this day on October, whatever today is, October 16th, 2022. She still owns this studio. She might be one of the only original Bikram studios in the United States, but she still owns it. And it was a wonderful experience. I met the most incredible teachers. She was an incredible owner to work for, such a leader to this day as a business consultant in yoga. I still quote Michelle in some of the business strategy that I teach. She was that influential on me and she was very influential on me as a teacher and wonderful as a mentor. So I continued to teach. I taught all through my pregnancy. I practiced all through my pregnancy. And um, I really do credit yoga for helping me during pregnancy and, and all the things that have happened along the way, which has been a lot, including the birth of a baby with a lot of health problems, uh, a divorce, several moves, several job changes, being a single mother, surviving cancer, um, now currently in a in a horrible chronic illness from mold um, toxicity, it uh, helping my daughter save her life from gelastic seizures. It was the yoga. It's the yoga. It has prepared me for this 10 years of the most significant challenges I've ever been in in my life. And so when people say, you know, when you ask them, why do you practice yoga? And they say, well, it changed my life. They aren't lying. It does change your life because of the significant mental fitness it gives you this emotional mental uh, strength that maybe you never thought you had you develop it in the room while you're practicing and you think you're just developing your body you think you're just looking better in your bathing suit now that your clothes fit better that you've developed more muscle that you're more flexible that you feel better sleep better eat better all those things That you breathe better that your sports are better now all of those things okay that's all true but with You really have done as you've changed your mind, and now your mind is mentally fit. So that's what I'm trying to say when I talk about my yoga story, my yoga journey. It has been the thread, that the glue that has been my life since I was 19 years old, and even to this day, as someone who became certified again to teach vinyasa or power yoga through Yoga Works when Giselle was three years old. um, So I'm double certified now. I went on to become a yoga studio business consultant and work for the industry leader in software called MindBody. So it truly has been a through line for me in my life and a calling and a career in so many different ways. And I will never not love it. I will always say it changed my life. And every day that I haven't been able to practice due to my current situation, I have missed it so acutely. I can barely put it into words and yet I still feel that those 20 plus years of practicing has helped me withstand this this journey that I'm in where I can't practice it's helped me mentally and I still meditate and I still think about what I've been taught and you don't unlearn what it taught you but I miss the physical activity so, so much. I miss the heat of the room and the community and the practice itself and moving my body in that way because it feels so good and it's euphoric. You know, it feels, it's so wonderful. And then I miss the everyday being in the room hearing, hearing what I need to hear in order to keep my mind fit and my mindset in a good spot. So... If you're new to yoga, if you've never done it before, I highly recommend you try. There's a lot of different classes to take. You don't have to be flexible to do yoga. And I'm going to say that one more time because everybody says it to me. Well, I'm not flexible enough. I'm going to say it again. You do not have to be flexible to practice yoga. Yoga is what develops your flexibility if you're not strong, you don't have to be strong to practice yoga. Yoga is what develops your strength. So you can not be strong or flexible and still do yoga because over time, like with anything else, as you practice, you get more flexible and you become more strong and you heal injuries and you feel better, look better, eat better, think better, and become a better person overall. So I sound like I'm selling it. But I'm not. I'm just really passionate about it because it truly did transform my life. And it explains my path thus far and how I've been able to get to where I am today and why people always say, oh, I can't believe you survived cancer. I can't believe Giselle had all those seizures and you've been a single mother and you helped save her life. I can't believe you've had toxic mold exposure and you have all these horrible symptoms. And you're so strong, Nicole, which I hate. I hate when people say that to me because I'm not I'm just like anybody else but I will say that I've done the work and so my mind won't let me give give up I I'm not strong I just won't give up that's what it comes down to cuz I don't think there is another choice in my head I think what other choice do I have than to not than to not give up to keep to keep fighting and looking for answers and finding a solution to this problem whether it's my daughter's problem whether it's cancer or whether it's exposure to toxic mold and mast cell activation, which is so disabling, I I won't ever give up. And I think yoga definitely taught me that fortitude of one point of focus, keep going and don't give up. So a little bit of a rant there at the end, but that is my yoga journey. That is the path that I have taken. I would highly recommend it to anyone and I'll never not do yoga, whether I can't physically do it. Um, I'm still doing it in my head. And then when I can practice again, of course, I'll be practicing again. If you want more information about Bikram yoga or my journey, you are always welcome to DM me. I love DMs. I love to chat. You can leave me comments as well on my Instagram at transcend through wellness. And also share this. If you know people who need to understand what yoga does for you, share this episode. I think I explain it pretty well. And They might get a different insight, and maybe you'll inspire them to to take a class, or maybe this is the inspiration you need. So share it, listen, and um, I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so glad you're here. I hope the content resonated with you, that you felt inspired, motivated, and supported. If you feel like it would help someone you know, then send it on over to them. You can share it on social media, email it to them, or text it. And even better, leave me a review. I love reading all the comments. I love looking at the ratings because it helps me create more content that will truly help you. That's the intention in which I created Transcend Through Wellness, the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Transcend Through Wellness. And send me a DM if you want to chat. I look forward to uh, checking in with you next week. And until then, remember wellness is the true wealth. Get out there and have a beautiful, beautiful day.